everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Uh, this episode in no way broke my psyche. <sighs> it's one of those guys. That's where we're at today. It sure is. Oh my god, it hurts so much. Yeah, this is a bad one. Um, hi guys, we are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you can gain access to all of our bonus podcasts and a bunch of stuff on there already. Um, we release new stuff every single week. We are Mad Men. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Oh, thank goodness. I'm and, sorry, person, that this is the episode. I was going to say, like, oof. I mean, you're forever etched on this episode. Tyler Coke, thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Again, apologies. All apologies, because this week's episode is Little Big Girl, episode J-A-B-F-04, originally aired February 11th, 2007, written by Don Payne, directed by Raymond S. Percy, received a 4.8 rating with 8.2 million viewers. Uh, the couch gag, the Simpsons are stand-up paper dolls in their underwear, a pair of hands put clothes on them, after which they smile and sit down. It's fine. It's the best. Again, I think I've said this multiple times this season, especially. Uh, it's the best part of the episode, aside from it ending. Oh, boy. I, I was so happy when it was over. I was like, can we stop? That was absolutely the high point is when this episode was over and I could like wipe my brow, uh, go meditate for an hour to recover mentally. Um, this episode guest stars Natalie Portman as Darcy. Oh, I am so sorry. Natalie Portman. I know what a waste of Natalie Portman. I I'm I'm a fan of Natalie Portman. This is I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, if I could apologize, <laughs> if I could apologize to her for The Simpsons, I would. Oh boy. Okay, guys, buckle up. I'm gonna try not to yell. I I, I don't think I will. I think like The Simpsons have broken me. Um, it's hard for me to muster that same kind of vitriol. That Finally, I thank God. I was going to say it's, I don't, maybe Matt, Matt, and I said that before, maybe this time, maybe as we're talking, the anger will just, it, I, I oftentimes get more, get riled up as we go when I'm talking to you in particular. Maybe it's just your presence, does it? Um, I'm a very enraging individual. I, yeah, I know. It's like, I'm, I know your wife uh, and her everlasting patience with you. So, this episode begins with Lisa uh, having to give a presentation on family history to her class or to the school. I guess it's to the school because it's not her class. This is a school thing. They're on the gym. Right. I don't know why I care. It doesn't matter. Um, the Simpsons are boring. They don't have any anything interesting in their family history. Nothing whatsoever. And I. This is about, are they supposed to talk about their heritage, where their family is from originally? That's what I would assume, but sure. Let's just go with that, because we don't get any details, uh, but we do get Lisa doing something horrific. <laughs> yes. All this, there's an early, an opening scene that is just the Simpsons confirmed boring, no heritage, no interesting family history. Abe confirms it. They've never talked to anyone, et cetera, et cetera, leaving Lisa kind of, Lisa a little... I don't know, devoid of thought, devoid of ideas. He doesn't know what to do this presentation about, which you just make a boring presentation. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't know what yeah, it, has... it doesn't need to be exciting. Who cares? You just say, oh, yeah, my grandma and my grandpa, they they moved here. They lived in they're from Springfield. Their grandparents, they lived in New York. They came 
from here and you, that's what you do who cares if well, aren't they like do we ever have we actually gotten like a a story like i think they're from the old country i think that's always been this the story right with the right we don't really know what that means because they don't want to actually say what it is it doesn't really matter so lisa we we cut to lisa in the kitchen with bart um bart i'm gonna and i'm gonna try to keep this straight because it starts with bart cutting up a lando lakes cardboard thing to like have oh. have uh the the lady on the cover like show her boobs mm-hmm. which is okay all right that sparks lisa to have an idea Hey, Lise, check it out. With some clever scissor work, I can make the Lakeland Butter Indian Maiden show me her boobs. Clean, dirty. <laughs> Clean, dirty. <laughs> Clean, dirty. <laughs> Bart, stop that. Native Americans are a proud people with a noble heritage. A noble heritage that anyone can claim. Cool! Look what Snap's doing to Pop while Crackle watches! <laughs> My great-great-great-great-great-grandmother was a Native American. She was a member of the... Hitachi tribe! <laughs> Wait, is it wrong for me to appropriate the culture of a long-suffering people? I'll tell you what's wrong. You getting a C on this project and winding up at a third-rate college. Lisa, the world needs you to go to Wellesley. You're right. I'll just need to find traditional garb. Oh, no. <sighs> yes, Lisa, this character that we have over and over again seen as the, the most likely person to come to the defense of a non-white person, uh, especially people of color decides to appropriate their culture because she thinks she's going to get a C because her family is boring. Uh, if your teacher is grading like that, I'm pretty sure you can appeal that grade because it's not about how interesting your family is. It's, it's, it's about how you do the project. I did, this hurt me. Like I, I, had, I completely forgot what this episode was about when we first started. And now I just want to punch people. I, oh, this, ep I don't know what, I don't know if this is the worst th th thing in this episode, Matt. That's how bad. <laughs> That's how bad this episode is. That this whole plot, which I, to be like, this is technically the B plot, but I'm pretty sure it gets at least as much time as Bart. I don't know. Towards the end, this episode starts out with a large chunk of time, uh, but very quickly goes by the wayside for the Bart plot. Okay, I would. Uh, I would say this episode gets about a third max. This you mean this plot gets a third? I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I think I it's more. I would say it's more like like two fifths or something like that. Um, it doesn't matter, but it it it's a thing where it's not that you can't do a plot. Like if they had a plot like this, where let's say you give it to Bart, who doesn't know any better, and he does it for a while, and then he's found out, and he has to apologize, and he learns a lesson, and we learn a lesson about this and why it's important. That's not a bad story. You could do that if you're if you're respectful about uh, about Native American culture in the in the long run. By the end of the episode, you're respectful, and you have actual Native Americans doing voices for all these characters, and 
in the end of the day, we want Bart learns and we learn, hey, this is why you don't do this. This is why it's disrespectful. This is why it's hurtful, etc. Not a bad idea, honestly. I think especially for Bart. I think Bart, yeah, it has to be Bart. It doesn't make yeah. any sense at all for Lisa because Lisa already knows better. Lisa already knows better, and they justify it by having, you know, Lisa's voice in her, in her, you know, inner demon, whatever. Oh yeah, you're gonna get a C. You're gonna go to. You're not gonna go to Wellesley. You're like, uh, I, you guys, that doesn't like. It feels like they just think we can just use this for anything. If Lisa just wants to go to college so bad, we can use this excuse for anything. I'm like, that is not a good excuse for being a racist, effectively. Um. And they do this several times in this episode. It's sometimes un- completely unrelated things where because they point out that what they said is offensive, they think it's okay to be offensive. Yeah. And I mean, like you said earlier, if we just brought back the fact that Bart was a preteen brave, if we wanted to do this and maybe point out to him that that's not okay, that would be one way to address this topic. But to have Lisa do this, it just you, – you can't fix uh, – offensiveness by being offensive okay i I don't no there there is no there there is and there is no in here this is like not a spoiler because you shouldn't watch this you haven't watched this episode don't watch it please don't watch this don't not watch this episode but then there is no like lesson learned at the end of this there is none lisa doesn't learn anything we don't learn anything the simpsons just are they use the b plot to be offensive towards native americans and cultural appropriation as a as an idea in general there is no there's no lesson there is no oh this is bad to do they are they basically endorse it by the end of the episode so it doesn't look better in hindsight like you can't go oh they they end up saying something important no they say they say it's all it's negative value. Um, I hate it. So not even thanks. I hate it. Just I no, hate I it. hate it. Um, we cut to Lisa at school. She is giving her speech to the kids. And so my proud people were nearly destroyed by the warfare, disease, and greed of the invading Europeans. I didn't come here to be insulted. Guten Tag! Today, the Hitachis have dwindled to a handful, and our detailed genealogical records were cruelly destroyed by the white man. So, any attempts to research my tribe would be the ultimate insult. Splendid, Lisa. By far the best presentation of the day. I'm still proud of what I am. And you should be. The city's multicultural council has invited one lucky student to perform at City Hall. Lisa, you'll be representing us and the noble Hitachi people. Oh, great. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Why did I have to lie about my heritage? By speaking with forked tongue, I am in heap big trouble. And now I'm thinking in stereotypes? That's even worse! Ah! Must be the war cry of her tribe. Uh, probably. Now get me some coffee. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Oh, boy. Um, that's what I mean. Like, when Lisa has inner, inner, my, inner dialogue, says stuff in stereotype, and then goes, Oh, now I'm speaking in spirit. That doesn't make it better, guys. You can't just... You can't lampshade your own your own racist jokes and think, Oh, it's okay. Then no, it's still bad. Um, Munz is a German name. 
So at least that's, I fully believe Nelson's family is comes from Germany, in the long run. Um, uh, we didn't touch on Hitachi. Really, <sighs> this is what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, oh boy. Um. So Lisa has to I know. take take your time, Robbie. I'm breathe, really. Breathe. It's, okay. it's problem processing this as I go. So Lisa now has to present in front of a bunch of adults. Uh. Okay. Then we cut to Cletus, Matt. Mm-hmm. We cut to Cletus in a barn milking a cow. And Robbie, you think this is bad? It's going to get so, so much worse. <laughs> Cletus milking a cow. Um, it two minutes. That's how long this is, Matt. I timed it. Oh, from the from the moment we see Cletus and he starts a fire. To the moment that Bart puts out the fire, two minutes long. Um, that's 10% of this episode. 10% of this episode is to this cartoonish uh, Rube Goldbergian sequence where Cletus's cow starts a fire. It The fire runs around like or it, or, or it kicks some things and then a chicken ha- happens and it starts a fire. Then that fire is put out by milk and then that starts a new fire. And we follow this fire just all around the town. It starts a big fire and eventually gets to the school and there's no fire extinguisher at the school because Bart and Millhouse have stolen all six of them. There's only six. Yes, that, that would have saved the school. Six fire extinguishers. There's a forest fire raging. It's engulfing the entire town. Six fire extinguishers are going to save everything. It's going to change. Um, and they've taken those fire extinguishers and attached them to the back of a wagon, a red wagon. And they're going to use it to propel. Bart's going to use it to propel himself forward at great speed. Mm-hmm. Fantastic speed. Faster than the speed of light. On a little red wagon. Matt, should I even bother arguing about how impractical and impossible all of these things are? Not just one of them. All of them are impractical and impossible. Doesn't matter. None of it matters, Robbie. Uh, none, none of, of it, it matters. matters. That's great. Cool. Thanks. I mean, I think, honestly, this... I, I, I hesitate to call it entertaining. It's... It, you don't know why it's happening. I don't know, like, while it's happening, I don't, I've never seen this episode before. I don't know what happens in it. All I know, what I read from the synopsis very briefly from last week was Bart gets in a relationship with a teenager. That's all I know about this, but we haven't even met this teenager yet. So I have no idea why this, why are we being shown this? If it felt, if I felt like there was any point to this, maybe I'd be more entertained by it. But I find it just incredibly boring um, and wasteful and stupid and impossible all of the it 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 gets everything wrong so bart pulls his the some rip cord to set off all the fire extinguishers at once and he flies through the town matt he actually goes really fast which would not happen in real life <laughs> would not happen i'll put that out there very clearly this and my problem with this is not that it would not happen i think it's the 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 just the the layering of things that would not happen and ultimately lead to nothing important happening at all because the entire town is now on fire. Like, at, like literally, like storefronts are on fire, Matt. The entire town, basically. Why? Luckily for them, though. Well, because this fire spreads, Robbie, very, very quickly, like within minutes. It's not even minutes. This is like seconds. We see it happen. We see it spread within seconds. So Bart 
is going through town with the fire extinguishers. The six fire extinguishers on the back of his wagon are enough to envelop the town in anti-fire spray. The entire town is enveloped in a cloud of this stuff. Yes, from six fire extinguishers. Um, and it puts out all the fire. Bart is now a hero. Uh, and the town will grant him a single wish, Matt. One wish. I haven't pulled any clips for this because there's nothing. There's only sound effects. There's nothing here. Um, He gets one wish and we get multiple. Another minute long dream sequence here. This is a minute, Matt. You said so many long dream sequences. We have two minutes of just action. No dialogue. And then a brief, uh, brief dialogue, but with Quimby and Bart. And then another minute of Bart dreaming up things he could get with his one wish, which some of these things are not. I, like one of his visions is him getting a squishy machine intravenously fed to him. Every kid's dream, really. I that doesn't make any sense. Like that's not it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Like in like I know obviously you're you can't put squishy into your arm and your veins, but Bart knows that he likes drinking squishies. Like if you showed him if you had infinite squishies to drink, yeah, that is a thing Bart would want. Is this is the joke? Oh, Bart doesn't is Bart is stupid, which they literally say later on in this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, so Bart asks for a license, a driver's license. Quimby offers him a license to kill at first, uh, which Bart passes up. I don't know how Quimby has a which doesn't seem like a Bart thing to do, but OK, whatever. Bart gets a driver's license, Matt. We go to commercial seven minutes and eight seconds. Thank God it's over for now. It's over for you. Not so much for me. So, uh. <laughs> We come back to Bart driving. Everyone is just okay with this. Bart gets a driver's license. The whole town just freaking goes with it, okay? Just goes with it, all right? We get the Simpsons credits uh, where Bart gets out of school, is driving Homer's car. He does the entire intro sequence with Homer's pink station wagon rather than his skateboard, running people over left and right. Gag. And for some reason, that's a rambling man rather than the theme. Don't know why, but it is. Sure. Freaking whatever. Matt. Hey, Matt. Mm-hmm? I want you to read... Uh, what I addended to our notes at this section. Uh, they did a whole episode about Bart getting a driver's license, and Robbie is correct. They absolutely did. Matt, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm going to say it again. I wrote this in capital all caps. I'm going to say it mm-hmm. loud and clear for our audience at home who's well aware. They did a whole episode about Bart getting a driver's license. They did an entire episode about it. It's called Bart on the Road. It's very well known. It's one of the most famous episodes of The Simpsons. The whole premise of that episode is Bart getting a driver's license. You are correct, Robbie. So now we're going to redo that, but way less interesting. Way less interesting. Don't you worry. Uh, so uh, we go back to the horrible, horrible Lisa plot, uh, <laughs> and uh, we get to see her uh, give her actual speech. Uh, this is bad, guys. Uh, I'm going to warn you in advance. It's just, it's so bad. Show's over. Let's go. What's your hurry? Well, some of my report um, wasn't thoroughly fact-checked. <laughs> <laughs> my little girl's just like CBS News. Lisa, it was wonderful. I am such a proud Hitachi mother. Lisa, hi. My name is John Squawking Bear. I'm a reporter for the Chippewa Bugle. Happen to have today's. You know, uh, I thought I knew all the lost tribes. I've never heard of the Hitachi. <laughs> yes, we're among the lostest. Uh-huh. Where were you centered? 
centered, centered. You know where the four states come together? Oh, quite well. Not there, not even close. In the name of the great turtle, will you answer the question? We were southwest of North Dakota, Lahoma. Hmm. Very good. Well, I'd better get to my office before my boss, screaming editor, gets mad. I kid, but he's a real jerk. Oh. So, Robbie, it's it's very difficult not to scream at this for so many reasons. Uh, one, we have Lisa being awful. No surprise there. We've, we've already talked about that. Um, and now we get this huge stereotype of a Native American person, which I'm sure was not voiced by a Native American person. Uh, something about calling to the great turtle, uh, calling as editor a jerk. I, I just... What it you hurts, want? Robbie. I, it I, really I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what this is. I'm not sure what the point of this is. I don't know who these jokes are for. Because that's what... I mean, I... Here, this is my assumptions. They want this to be... They, they intend for this to be funny. And I also think that they don't intend to be offensive. I think. That's what I think. That's me... I may be being generous at this point and being wanting to be optimistic and about the creators of The Simpsons, some of whom still work on the show, uh, that they're not just horrible racists. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they're just sh- sheltered uh, white people who don't understand. And that's very clear, like, you know, with the all the uh, the, the uh, uproar about Apu, I will still say Apu at least was a character. Uh, you know, he had episodes written about him he had feelings and thoughts and you know he fully full-fledged character who was despite who voiced him at times um this native american guy is never seen again and none of these characters are ever seen again characters i use that very that term very loosely they're never seen again they don't have they're not real characters they're they're plot devices they appear in a single scene and then vanish they don't have a like this is me, my being generous, Matt, is them thinking that this is them writing a real Native American, and he's he's making light of those types of stereotypes. Like, I, that, I, I truly do think that is their intent. That they think it's funny, if they, if they think it is funny, truly, if they have a Native American character making fun, quote-unquote, of those own stereotypes. The problem is, one, it's not... I'm pretty sure that's Hank Azaria doing the voice. Um, and so that's obviously... That doesn't... That kind of undermines anything you do. Uh, two, they literally had Lisa use the stereotypes for jokes earlier in the episode. And mm-hmm. intermixed in that same bit, they have those stereotypes mixed in with people making fun of the stereotypes. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. You cannot do both. Uh, they they cancel each other out. Also, the 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 fact that this plot never resolves itself satisfactorily, and we never really learn. We never get a moral. We never get a theme. That... Oh, Robbie, it's actually going to get worse. It does get worse. You're right, man. It does get worse. It does. So, uh, we're gonna try and get to where it gets worse because we love the pain. I don't. Uh, we, Matt, who this is. Vinegar chips. I'm gonna. I don't. It's really funny because. Sometimes the A plot and B plot, sometimes there's like, oh, well, the one is better than the other. I'm not sure which is worse in this. I that's It's yeah. truly difficult for me to decide. Luckily, that's going to make it easy to rank towards the end, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
So meanwhile, uh, to all this is going on with Lisa, Bart has in a Baja thousand mile road race. Uh, Homer gets Bart a cell phone uh, and then calls him while he's drunk because sure. Uh, Bart drives Lisa around uh, with Homer stuck in the trunk from some very bad people. I, I, I guess this whole thing is so that, oh, driving seems cool when you're a kid, but once you actually get to drive, you're stuck doing a whole lot of things for other people. You're running errands and whatnot. Well, Matt, so, Matt, Matt, I can't with this. I They literally don't have the scenes that establish that. They literally no, they do not have any scenes that establish Bart now is now just an errand boy because he can drive. They literally do. They have Homer giving him a cell phone and calling him drunk and saying nonsense. She has Lisa in the car. Uh, Homer's in the trunk. All this like it's random nonsense. There is literally not a scene uh, here. I will write it right now, Matt. I will write this scene. We're going to we're here. We're in the right of room in the Simpsons. And like, oh, no. and uh, I'm going to write this scene. I'm going to write it the right way. The, the way that makes sense. I'm going to say here. Uh, oh, so guys, we're writing an episode about uh, we're doing an episode where Bart gets a driver's license and someone goes, oh, we already did that. He's like, who cares? We don't have time to question it. We're just doing it. Um, but we need Bart needs to figure out that uh, having a driver's license is not all, what it's all cracked up to be. Um, you get asked to do a lot of stuff because you have that driver's license, because you have that ability. A lot of people are going to want you to run errands for them. So we're going to have a scene where Marge sits down with. Marge is busy running, doing stuff in the kitchen or whatever, taking care of Maggie, trying to build, make lunches for Homer or whatever. And Bart uh, is going to go have fun. And Marge goes, oh, honey, uh, could instead, I know you have your license now. Instead of doing that fun thing, could you go to the dry cleaners and pick this up for me? Oh, and then could you go to the grocery store? Here's a list. Oh, could you on the way back? Could you grab something from the drugstore? And Bart goes, what? And then before he can even uh, start complaining. Marge pushes him out the door and closes behind him, and Bart is left with lists of things to do. And then we have a scene where we see Bart trying to navigate all this stuff as a ten-year-old driving around, going to a grocery store, and like looking at those confusedly. Like then he comes back, and then he has a finally has a, a and then we we have a, more scenes of him being frustrated, and then he goes, "I don't, I'm done with this. I'm going to North Averbrook. I'm getting out of town." That's the scene. Those are the scenes. Those if you're listening, scenes. if you're if you're listening, Simpsons writers, that's the scene you would include. The scenes you would include in this episode to make this make sense. Unfortunately, Matt, they also had to have a, a long plot about uh, to offend Native Americans and uh, the very concept of cultural appropriation. They had to make sure that we had long scenes of 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 Willie, uh, not Willie, Cletus. Well, Willie's in there too. Uh, Cletus. Starting fires with cows. We need that in there. And dream sequences with Bart. And we can't have scenes that make sense, that establish things. Like why Bart is suddenly annoyed or running errands. With, despite the fact we have not seen him run an errand. What the hell? <laughs> because they don't have time, Robert. They have to have all the offensive Lisa stuff. <laughs> I mean, you might be right, man. That might, maybe someone in the writer's room said exactly what I said. And someone said, we don't have time for that. Ooh, I boy. hope you're wrong, but hey, I'm not I, I don't know. I have no idea, man. I literally episodes like this challenge ever all preconceptions I have about what that Simpsons writer, this writer's room looked like. Mm-hmm. Like this, I th- this the existence of this episode that it got it got written, it got made, it went through long, it took months and months and months of animation and voices and 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 read throughs and edits and. It came out like this. It challenges everything I could think. Like, oh, they're competent, obviously. They know what they're doing. 
no, this is, it felt like they, someone wrote this on the toilet, on some toilet paper, and then half the toilet paper got flushed down the toilet. Like, it doesn't even... <sighs> what happens next, Matt? Okay. Uh, so, Bart decides he's going to leave. He's going to go to... He, he just takes off in a direction. Uh, ends up in North Haverbrook, uh, driving through. It seems like a very nice place. They've got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, drive, Bart drives past some restaurants and I think a movie theater or something and ends up in the middle of town uh, trying to pick up girls because I guess that's what Bart does. Um, he does. He manages to say something incredibly stupid, but one girl finds it charming. Or does she? We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that, though. Uh, this is Darcy, although she doesn't get a name for a while. Uh, they go and do some relatively date light things and Matt, they Matt, end Matt, up at Matt, a scary movie. Matt, hmm. Matt, Matt. Matt, wait, 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 wait a second. I cannot with this, Matt. We're going to stop. I cannot keep going with this. And we're not oh, even talking. Oh, come on, Roy. We have to talk about how bad this is. Yes. That is our job, Matt. When the Simpsons are good, we're going to talk about how good they are. Unfortunately, <laughs> they are not good. Um, I'm going to ask you a simple question. And some, like I, w- I mentioned earlier, I talked about how impossible all that stuff with the fire extinguishers was, right? Mm-hmm. And how incredibly improbable, impossible any of that happening was, how cartoonish it was. And I could even overlook that. But I'm a, there is like, there is literally no way on earth. This is impossible, man. And this is not, this is an impossibility. I am not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt on. This is not something I'm willing to let them overlook. This girl, a 15 year old girl. You remember when you were 15? Matt, you remember when you were 15? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I have flushed all my personal memories of high school away. None of them were good anyway. That's not true, Matt. You do absolutely remember things from high school. I don't want to. You're you're lying to me. You remember things from high school. Of course you do. Um, you don't get to decide. Memories don't exist anymore. This is not a eternal, eternal sunshine. Um, I mean, I am bad at remembering things. That is very true. That even your bad memory can't purposely erase uh, memories you don't like anymore. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just ask only because when I was 15, the difference between a 15 year old and a 10 year old is miles. Oh yes. There's, there's no way the two of them had no clue about the age difference. I mean, it is, hell, the difference between a 15 year old and an 18 year old is just ridiculously high. Like there is a reason, uh, people see it as a little weird when you date somebody that is more than a few years younger than you, because the, the difference in worldview can be mind-boggling and it's not as bad when you're older but it's still pretty there like even now i look back at somebody who's 25 and go oh my gosh you have no idea and the difference between like a 15 year old and a 10 year old is is like a doubling of experience and intelligence if not more just because of how much more world experience a 15 year old has yeah when you i think when you hit 25 it starts that gap starts closing a little bit so yes, I feel it like starts trailing. That's when you when you're 25. That's when you start getting like an idea of what the world is. You still learn things, obviously, and change as you get older. But it's not cl- not as big a gap. But 15 to 10 is worlds apart. And if you ask me, if I'm a 15 year old and I see a 10 year old driving a car, there's nothing in the world that's going to fool me and make me think that's not a 10 year old. There's nothing like you look at it. It. it it's like it's that gap you look like if i looked at at a 20 year old now i'd be like oh you're a baby you're like a little tiny (laughs) you're like a little tiny child and it's the same thing if you're 15 you're looking at a 10 year old you're like wow they are a baby 
there, it, it feels like it was – those five years feel like eternity. So, Matt, when in this moment where Bart, a 10-year-old boy, Dennis the Menace, the, the, like, they literally make jokes about him in the summer of 4'2", and he's driving up in this car, and he goes, hey, do you want to ride, and blah, 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 whatever he says. 15-year-old girl is going to go, you're a tiny child. And we learn uh, later on that she acts surprised, but this is obviously something that she is planning to do to somebody. And I, I almost wonder if she's just like, eh, a 10-year-old is as good as anyone else. Matt, I can't with this. I, know, I cannot I with this. But okay, whatever. That she's that stupid that she literally, like, is she maybe she has facial blindness or something. I don't know. Like, she can't understand that this kid is t- obviously a 10-year-old. Anyway, please continue. I need to get angry at the next thing. Okay. I know. Let's 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 continue to get angry at new things. Uh newer is always better. Um so they end up at a scary movie, uh, and they start making out. Bart the ten year old is making out with a girl. Not a lot of ten year olds do that kind of thing, but maybe there are a few out there. Uh and then it gets just I idiotic at best. Don't worry, Robbie, there's a clip. I know. Go, Go ahead. I was I'm I'm, hold, I'm reserving my anger until after. Bart. Let's get married. What? Why not? We've made out. It's not right to make out with somebody if you have no intention of marrying them. I mean, you're not a jerk, right? No, I'm not. But then it's settled. Oh, man. I must be the first guy who was ever pressured into marriage. Darcy, I like you. I I really do. It's just, I'm only 10 years old. What? I'm really sorry. Bart, I've been keeping a secret from you, too. I'm pregnant. (laughs) And this is where we uh, come to the end of Act 2. Uh, we go to a commercial with Bart trying to run away from this girl who has just told him that she is pregnant and his car will not start. Okay, Matt, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for Al Jean. Okay. I'm going to talk to him. Hey, Mr. Jean, I don't know if you're, you're not, you're not listening. You don't, you probably don't. If you listen to podcasts, you're definitely not listening to this one. Um, I'm going to talk to you. I just want to ask you a question. What's wrong with you? What on earth? What's wrong? Why would you, why, what is wrong with you? Why? Because I I don't know the writers room who knows what they're what the pressures they were under or why they le- released this they this is the script um, I'm not the director it's not they're not at fault they they direct what is given to them they don't write the episode you're in charge uh, Matt Groening I assume by this point was just like happily cashing checks uh, with his eyes closed didn't care what the Simpsons made but you're in charge man you could decide what's an episode and what's not. Oh, you're busy with the movie. I don't care. Sorry. I do not care. I, I'm so sorry. You were, I'm so sorry you had to write a movie. Um, cause that, this is the plot of this episode, Matt. Here we are. The plot of this episode, Bart as a 10 year old makes out with a 15 year old. Okay. That's, that's a red flag. That's bad. You shouldn't have that in your Simpsons episode. Okay. 10 year old kids. Um, if a 10 year old's kissing a 10 year old, yeah, let's do 10 year olds. They don't know what they're doing. That's fine. Mm hmm. A 15-year-old girl who's had sex, who's pregnant, making out with a 10-year-old boy. Why are you doing this? What's wrong with you? 
why that if it was the other way around, it's a fifteen year old boy making out with a ten year old girl, how would you feel? Think about that. I would hate it. And I hate this too. Uh this is bad. You shouldn't have this in your episode. Uh this is this, Matt, this is worse than any of the Native American stuff. Native American stuff's awful. Bottom of the barrel. This hits the bottoms, keeps digging. Um I and, the, I, and this, is, it, this is this is this is Mar this is Homer blaming Marge for driving while drunk bad. Yeah. I can't I cannot understand. Like you have a fifteen year old girl making out with a ten year old boy, she's pregnant, wants to get and she wants to get married. And I mean, Bart running away is the absolutely correct idea at the time. Like, yes, get away from this person and never interact with them ever again. That is the... <laughs> but they, of course, they have the car not start. That's the stupidest thing, man. Like, that is the stupidest thing because they go, oh, he would just run away. Uh, his car doesn't start. I'm like, do they not have taxi cabs in North Haverbrook? <laughs> they don't have the... You can't just call the cops and say, hey, uh, I need... I'm in, trapped in North Haverbrook. I'm a child. I need to find my parents. Please help me get in touch with him. There's no phones. Like he has a cell phone. Of course, we see him throw it away and into a ravine. So whatever. Uh, it is not okay to have this. In the, it is. This is the thing, Matt. When people talk about how bad the Simpsons got, they almost universally talk about the quality of the stories. Like the stories are bad. The characters aren't themselves anymore. Flannerization, jerk ass Homer, those zombie Simpsons. That's what they talk about. They don't ever talk about just the utterly offensive and disgusting things the Simpsons put in their episodes. And like this is this is one of the best examples. Why would you not go, oh guys, we can't have that? Like, this is the thing that is most baffling to me. Like bad cr- creatively bankrupt Simpsons getting through, that is easily just, oh, I can explain that away. That is a product of running out of time we have to make 20 plus episodes of the simpsons we don't want to work 100 hour weeks so some episodes just get less time put on them and they don't make any sense the plots don't connect characters aren't well written there's not a lot of jokes it's all a product of not having time but this when you have like you could point at all the native american stuff but you can go oh people changed a lot since 2007 we've we've progressed and yeah that's that's true to a certain extent but when you go, oh, we have a scene where a 15-year-old pregnant girl makes up with a 10-year-old boy. Does no one anywhere along the line say, nah, dude, guys, that's not cool. We shouldn't, that's bad. We should not include that in our episode. We need to change this. Like, not one of the voice actors, not one of the writers in the room, not Al Jean, not Matt Greening, not Natalie Portman. Like, someone along the line say, guys... There is a big difference between a 15-year-old and a 10-year-old. 10-year-old ain't hit hit puberty yet in most cases. You cannot, you cannot have this, cannot have this relationship. It's just, it's gross. No one, it it is, it goes against everything. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. Like there's no way that they don't already know this. Like if you put in here that oh somehow they knew that or at least one of them knew this was going on, probably Darcy. That's fine. I mean, it's stupid, but you know, you can say that he, she was manipulating him. But oh, come on, really? And that's the other thing, Matt. Like, that's the, like the explanation you get. It's like, oh, well, she wanted to get married. She wanted to do this. She wanted to do this. Like, she's being pressured by parents. And I'm like, guys, do not make the 15 year old pregnant girl the villain of this. Like, that is also bad. Like, there, regardless, you 
if you're gonna make the parents the problem, we have to meet them before the final scene of the episode. Oh, Matt. Um, okay. We come back from commercial at 14 minutes and 40 seconds. I say that the acts are relatively well balanced in the time they get. Yeah. There's something. Um, so this is uh, my third clip. I titled it, They Want to Get Married. None of this makes any sense. I'm going to be a father. What? No. You couldn't be the father. We never got close to that. Really? We didn't? But we kissed and held hands at the same time. Wow. You really are ten. I thought you were just kind of stupid. I'm ten and stupid. Look, if I'm not the father, then who is? A Norwegian exchange student. He's long gone. Back to Norwegia. I wanted you to marry me so my baby would have a dad. I'm very religious that way. How religious can you be if you're pregnant? Good answer. <sighs> Marrying you is my only hope. When my parents find out, they're going to kill me. <laughs> Look, Darcy, maybe there's still a way we can get married. How? You're just a kid. Maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but there is a state where the marriage laws are a little looser. Utah. Utah? Home of America's most powerful weirdos? Our lives could be so wonderful there. <clears throat> <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, uh. Oh boy. Um so Matt, now we have a clerk at some place telling these two children where they can get married. There's evil everywhere in the world, Robbie. <laughs> I guess in this case it's in the DMV of North Haverbrook. Okay, fair enough. Um well uh I will here is a little this is a, a moment for some education. Uh, for U.S. laws about marriage, um, there is there are currently zero states where ten year olds can get married legally. I guess that's something. Um, the lowest currently is Massachusetts, and that and that that's twelve. That's only women, only girls, I should say. Only girls can get married at twelve with uh, parental consent and I believe the consent of a judge. Um. But Alaska, Vermont, Massachusetts for boys is 14. Hawaii, Kansas, Maryland, 15. Uh, Mississippi, 15 for girls, 17 for dudes. 23 states, 16. 10 have, seven, uh, 10 have 17. Um, some certain amounts of states have no official minimum age but require either parental and or court approval. That is California, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Um, Utah is 15 with approval of a parent and a judge. And certain states do not allow any underage marriage whatsoever. Wow, it's amazing how some of those states are actually decent places to live. <laughs> I, I I, mean, I I understand that some of these are legacy laws from back when people lived to their, you know, they died when they were 50. You know, laws established in like 1847 or something, and they never got changed. Um, and they basically don't really matter because no one gets married that young. Really, whatever. There is no ten-year-olds getting married anywhere, and this is really just. And Utah is not even one of the worst states. This is literally just a joke about Mormons. Um, that is that all this. That is that what this is there for? They want to go to Utah. Bart has a vision of living in Utah happily with this girl he just met. Okay, thanks. Okay, Bart. Why, Matt? Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. 
suddenly, spontaneously, this episode is about Bart wanting to be a dad? Apparently, we get a nice dream sequence of him skateboarding throughout a pristine-looking Utah and having two fat babies with Darcy. As still as a 10-year-old, by the way. I do want to add that. Still he as a 10-year-old, of course. Still as a 10-year-old. He is not like, this is not adult Bart. This is a 10-year-old Bart envisioning impregnating this girl. Oh, boy, guys. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, but what was this episode about? I like here. All this stuff is incredibly problematic and, and disgusting at points. But also, what is this episode about? What is this plot about? It starts off with Bart accidentally putting a fire out and getting a driver's license, wanting to avoid running errands. And now he's excited about being a dad in Utah. What on earth is happening? Yep. Ow, yep, Gene. Yep, 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 yep. Come on, dude. Put your hands on the wheel. <laughs> The car's running off the highway. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, hey. Okay, Matt. I don't want us to forget about the first terrible thing. The first, the, the B plot, which is also terrible. Oh, yeah. Because we're about, we're about to get the last scene of it, man. I know you're excited. Oh, I'm super excited about this one. I'm Ugh. very excited because it, it it is the final scene. Uh, Lisa now is presenting in Capital City in front of a crowd. Of Native Americans. Why? Because her speech is so good. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. So uh, this is uh, Lisa giving her presentation to the crowd. The people of my tribe lived in harmony with the land, eating mock buffalo steaks made from peaceful turnip roots. Uh, the environment and dignity. Corn god. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do this. I made it all up. There is no Hitachi tribe. I took the name from my microwave. (laughs) But surely you can forgive a little girl who... Ah! Wait, wait. Although she is not one of our people, this young lady has shown the courage we Native Americans cherish. And who can blame her for wanting to be one of us? We have a noble heritage and cheekbones to die for. I'm not Native American either. I just ski a lot. Oh, I'm Japanese. Well, I'm an Aborigine. I- I'm two midgets of the costume. What? Not you, fibbing bear. You know, my great-great-grandmother was an Indian. I guess I should have mentioned that before, huh? Yes, you should have. Ah! You know how we were going on before, Robbie, about this being racist? Yeah, we did do and that. kind of dumb. This doesn't fix it. This no. just makes it worse. No, it doesn't. Because somehow, somehow, they immediately forgive her for confessing. Oh, you've done a terrible thing, but you told us about it. We didn't have to find out it through somebody else. So therefore, good job. We're, we're proud of you for confessing, uh, for doing a terrible thing. Uh-huh. Oh, also, half of us are not actual Native Americans. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> this is coming uh, coming to this episode, guys. El- uh, Matt making elephant noises. Um, yeah, like, if you nailed the landing with this you could do it as a story uh if you, I, again they, they they would have also had to do multiple other things differently but i'm again i'm not saying this is impossible but this is basically the exact opposite of what you should do mm-hmm. this feels like them purposely crafting the worst ending possible for this plot 
Well, yes, because it, it basically ends it with nothing having been done. Lisa doesn't learn a lesson. Uh, no one seems to care. It's just some stuff that happened. I. It's even like it's worse than nothing, Matt, because it ends up saying, "Oh no, everyone is lying about this all the time, and it doesn't matter if you lie and you know assume uh, someone else's." cultural identity and use it for whatever means or purpose you want um oh you just wanted a better grade that's fine that's okay you can do it like what on earth oh it's and literally matt they you they use the line here excuse me two midgets in a trench coat pretending to be native american matt Mm -hmm. they say it they just say that like what are you guys doing what is this what are you doing? Oh my uh-huh. lord! And like th- it seems like this, where you go, oh no, they are wrongheaded. They are racist. Like there's no other reading of this. There's no other way to read this aside from other than the Simpsons going, oh, cultural appropriation is fake. That is what this reads as, which certainly explains the reaction to people calling them out about a poo, where they don't try and engage in an honest discussion about it. Instead, they just get really ultra defensive and whiny and petty. They don't take the high road. They take the low road. And it's episodes like this that make you go, oh, that's why. That is why they do it. Because they did stuff like this. And they realize, oh, who cares? Who cares? Who cares what I do? I just just made people feel bad and did terrible things to them and stole their heritage. Why is that a big deal? I don't get it. Look, this lady's... Look, we we made up a character who's Japanese and she's pretending to be Native American. We made up this... We made up stuff to make it feel like this is fake. Oh, my God. God, and this is not even the again. This is not the worst thing of this episode. Okay, who oh boy? Ah, <sighs> so um, it's okay, Robbie. Take your time. Also, Homer at this point just says his great great grandmother was Native American. And you're like, why is that included in this? That's a fantastic question, Robbie. I, I guess it should go to show that. Moreover, this was completely a waste. Like it, it was a waste to begin with, but it was it was even more of a waste than you thought. That it, like, hey. Lisa finding out about the life of this great great grandmother is 10,000 times more interesting than whatever happens in this story. Like of her faking like some identity like that, her searching that out and seeking that and seeing what that story was is way more interesting. I don't know, Robbie, how are you going to get racist jokes out of that? They'd find a way, Matt. They'd find a way. They would. They would. They would find a way. Season 18 Simpsons, they shoehorn them in, even when you don't ask for them. Um, so now we go back to the, the, that plot's done. Thank God it's over. Um, it's now time for the Bart plot, uh, where he is currently a 10 year old boy about to try and get married to a 15 year old pregnant girl. Um, Bart left the family a note. Uh, they, they track him by his credit card purchases. Why does Bart have a credit card? How does Bart have a credit card? He stole Homer's. He's a, they say that, oh, uh, we can track him by his purchases on your credit card, Homer. But because the first the first purchase is two hundred pounds or two hundred dollars worth of bubble gum, and oh, that was Homer. I I I understand the the, the jokes, man. I'm, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, when? How did it get to this point? Like, do they just when Bart got a driver's license, they literally just say, hey, just go disappear for days? How long has he been gone? They're going to Utah. <sighs> Who the hell knows? They're driving to Utah, Matt. I don't care where they are. Utah is not close to anything. I mean, unless Springfield is in, you know, Nevada or Wyoming or something. We don't know where Springfield is. Maybe it's next door to Utah. Springfield is not in Wyoming, Matt. 
There's people other I mean, than we don't know where Spring. There's is. people other than the Simpsons that are in Wyoming. Uh, in the there like Wyoming. I, have you ever been to Wyoming? I have not. There, if you've been to Wyoming, you go. Oh, the Simpsons are deaf. Springfield's not in Wyoming. You know that right away. Wyoming well, um, has like twelve people in the entirety of the state. Okay. Yeah, there's not many people. That Wyoming is a desolate landscape. It's very beautiful, but there's no one there. Um, also, it's so brutally cold. I can't. Um, <laughs> it's like edmonton it's it's yeah edmonton's even brutally or colder but it is still they're very cold um so they track bart and darcy down bart and darcy are in a church because they're they're gonna get married uh like okay i guess they're just rolling with some priest is or pastor or whatever it's just gonna go Go with this? We have to assume it's a Mormon pastor because uh, Bart. He asked Bart, "Oh, how many wives do you have?" He goes, "Just the one." And he's like, "What are you gay?" Ah, more offensive jokes. Isn't that hilarious? They think he's gay because he only has one wife. Like that is offensive to like that's good. Like like that's offensive to Mormons, to gay people, to ten year olds, to people with any sense of standards and decency. To women, I mean, they. I mean, they really have to get it. They got to get them in. They got to get those licks in. Uh, you know, show those gay people <laughs> what for. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, the Darcy. We finally meet Darcy's parents. By the way, Matt, they finally show up in this episode. They're the whole driving force of why Darcy is doing this. We have not yet to meet them until the, literally the final scene. What are what is going on? What is this? Well, we need them uh, so that we can resolve the plot with no one being unhappy. Sure. God forbid. Uh, we have the fi- I have my final clip, Matt. It is titled, Natalie Portman Deserves Better Than This. Oh. Dad, lay off the Bart man. He's not the father. I just wanted to marry him so you and Mom wouldn't be ashamed of me. Ashamed? I'm thrilled because I'm going to have a baby, too. Oh. We can lie to the neighbors and tell them they're twins. Awesome idea, Dad. I guess this is the end for us, Bart. Thanks for everything. Darcy, in 50 years, you might see me walking down the street, and you'll wonder, is that Bart? And I'll go, (laughs) and you'll know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I thought Darcy and I would be like a real married couple. Instead, we just ended up fighting all the time. Yeah, how about that? You know, for a while, I was kind of looking forward to being a dad. Son... One day, you're going to be a great father. Aw, and someday, you'll be one, too. Thanks, boy. (laughs) Hey, for old time's sake, you want to drive me around while I sing public domain songs out the window? You got it. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Thank goodness it's over, at least. It is over. We don't breathe a sigh of relief. We we breathe a sigh of disgust that this is what we just spent the last 22 minutes watching. Yeah, I. So this I'm going to make. I'm gonna, OK, what's, I want to make this clear, man. This is how they mm-hmm. resolve this episode where all the families show up, tell them not to get married. They don't get married. And we find that Darcy's mom is also pregnant. So they will lie to the neighbors and say she had twins. Mm-hmm. They're never going to notice Darcy 
being pregnant. They're going to ship her off to an aunt like you did back in the olden days. And then they're going to come back and they're going to have two babies. Like, guys, you can't. That's not a joke. I want to make that clear. I want to make that clear, Matt. That they play that for laughs in this episode. They think they, do. they think that is funny. Maybe again, being generous like you were earlier, they are trying to say that the make some kind of commentary on the idea that oh, it's it's not okay if teenagers get pregnant accidentally. Uh, maybe a little absence of education had a problem with that. Uh, but and they're saying that oh, this is hilarious because what a stupid solution they have to have to this problem and this this shouldn't be a problem in the first place but we're going to make pretend like this is funny because this is so stupid that is my most generous interpretation of that but i don't believe it i mean that is very generous matt and i also don't believe it um you need to make sure you know like i'm i'm a pretty smart guy i'll say that you and you too you're very you're a pretty smart guy matt we're both two pretty smart guys and we generally, when I walk, when I see like parody or satire, I can read it for what it is. I never get tricked, you know. Oh, that's real. That's not real. That feels like satire. A lot of times, I get tricked the other direction uh, when I think something is real news, but it's in, when I think something satire, but it turns out it's real news uh, because the world is on fire. But when I'm watching a Simpsons episode, let's say I can generally tell when the Simpsons are being satirical or when versus when they're being genuine, this feels like they're being genuine. Um, and if they aren't, they needed to be cle- more clear about it. Um, it's just a nice Terry on this Sunday. Um, this poop someday that we're, we have to eat where they make a joke about a teenage, a, a pregnant teenager, uh, some girl who didn't ask for any of this and now is pressured by her parents and, tries to run off with a child to marry him and none of none of it really makes sense um none of these are real characters uh this isn't bart this isn't the simpsons this episode's miserable it's offensive it's disgusting at points uh it's one of the worst episodes of the simpsons I've ever watched it's one of the worst episodes of television in general i've ever watched yep pretty much uh i think that makes it very easy to know where this episode is going to go once we rank it uh but robbie i have a question for you Robbie, is this episode broken or just complete trash that never should have existed? Let me, I'll play the music. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Uh-huh. I mean, it's broken, man. I don't want to, what's not mince words here. It is broken. No mistake. Okay, then the real question is, can it be fixed? <laughs> All right, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to, let's, let's, I'm going to play a little hypothetical game, Matt. Okay. Um, let's say you're us. You're we're both Simpsons writers. We're both Mr. Simpsons writer. Okay, I'm gonna pitch an I, uh, episode to you, Matt. Okay, I'm gonna bounce this off of you. You tell me if you think this is a good idea or not. Okay. Okay. So, a plot is uh Bart through a bunch of a bunch of mischief. All right, he gets a driver's license, and through a bunch more mischief he goes to a town outside of springfield he goes to like north Haver or something you know we'll, we'll bring in one of the cities from the monroe episode and uh he meets a girl and the girl is older than him and she's she thinks he's older because he has a car um and it turns out she's pregnant and they run away to utah to get married you think that's a good episode no no robbie i i don't think that's a good episode i <laughs> This is not Robbie. This is Mr. Simpson's writer. Please, Matt. Mr. Simpson's writer, I think you can do better than that. 
Okay. Well, Maybe. wait, wait, wait. I'm not. I'm not. Plot. I'm not done yet. So that's the A plot. The B plot is Lisa pretends she's Native American. All right. Uh, to get like for a school project, and you know she lies at first, and then it gets spitting up into bigger and bigger problems that she has to present in front of more and more people. And it finally, at the end, we she goes to like a Native American conference or something. I we make it up, you know, we don't actually have to be something real. Uh, and we learn, and she finally tells the truth, you know, because she's Lisa and she's a good person, and everything. And then we learn that every person at the conference is also faking it. And the the unstated implication of this, obviously, is that we killed all of the Native Americans, so there are very few left. No, so no, it's no. it's okay that everyone is faking it. No, no, it's about – it's because every single person who ever claims any kind of culture or heritage is a filthy, dirty liar. Oh, so that means it's okay because everyone else is doing it. Matt, you're supposed to be – you're not supposed to tell me no that I'm a terrible monster. You're not supposed to endorse this. Um, no, these ideas are terrible. There's nothing. These are awful. These are awful ideas. I don't want. There should not be an episode. Like you pitch that to someone, elevator pitch that to someone. They're gonna go, no. What's wrong with you? They're gonna go, why on earth would you write a Simpsons episode about this? This is not the Simpsons anymore. What I would really like is I, I want to see the original script that came into the writers' room before they punched it up and made modifications and what it was about. Because oh, looking man. at the final episode, I can't tell. I have no oh, idea. Oh, you sweet summer child, you think they punched this up? I mean, I cannot imagine a person bringing a script into the writer's room that was this incoherent and then going, okay, we can work with this. I can't imagine a, a script, a, a version of this script that is any rougher. Like, what, on, what is the worst version? What is the worst version of this? Is it more racist? Does it make less sense? But it no, only that's makes no sense. I think, I think the work in the writer's room made it worse because they were like, no, it needs jokes here and we need to add no, a plot no, here. No, 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 man. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, no. I would. I hope. I want to be right, Rob. Okay. I, be, <laughs> okay. I, I just I, like I want this to is someone brought in an okay script, and then uh, through the weird process of punch up no, and you no, know no. Strip, fixing things, it, it went down the wrong path. I can't mm. imagine someone brought <laughs> this steaming pile in Matt, and said, "Okay, here we go." Matt, this is this is a first draft. There is nothing else in my mind. Like, there's so many, and I think it's just a product of like, there's a lot of these in these seasons that are first drafts that we can easily point out. Oh, this is a first draft. It's terrible. It's just not usually this bad. That's what I mean. This is this, you can't. You would have to make this bad. This bad on purpose. Like Matt, this, that's what you're. Are you telling me they like militarized the Simpsons? Is this like weaponized Simpsons? Are you telling me that? Is that what you're saying? They did this on purpose? No, I think in the interest of, they took a a a, a script, a somewhat boring but you know a workable script, and in the process of trying to add things that they thought were funny. This happened. They started adding more and more stupid crap that a bunch of six-year-old men thought was funny. And eventually they got to this and said, all right, we're done. This is just what we do. 40-year-old men. 40-year-old men with the hilarity index of a 60-year-old man. <laughs> the hilarity? The hilarity index, yes, Rob. Okay, I didn't know what that was. How hilarious. I've, I've never heard of that before. Um, I don't know. It, it doesn't really matter, ultimately. Like, we can pros uh, theorize about, like, the origins of this. It doesn't matter. This episode's terrible. It should not exist. Uh, and it certainly should not be. There's no way you can fix this. If any fixing it, it just makes it. It's an entirely new episode. There's no 
premise. We're not, I'm not taking any of these premise uh, in this episode, specifically part and uh, Darcy. There's no part of me that wants it. It's I don't want if Bart is having like if Bart is having a romance, it should be with a girl within a year of his age. Not like uh, what's uh, why can't I remember Laura? What Matt? This this episode is basically selling that same idea of a teenage girl, except it's not like an unrequited crush like laura powers bart has a crush on her as an older girl Mm -hmm. she does not return the interest she kisses him on the cheek or something yeah i think it goes after jimbo who is also in bart's class jim i i don't jimbo's not in bart's class nelson is in bart's class jimbo's he's just an older bully we don't really know how old he is um i mean he goes to springfield elementary hmm that's an upper bound on his age I always we all, I assume that Jimbo is just in an old miscreant that just hangs around. I don't never assume that he actually went to school. I is it? I, mean, I don't know. I, I think that's a, a he's weird, in all the assemblies. He is at all the assemblies, but he is definitely not twelve. That Jimbo, he's at least fourteen. And, uh, maybe he's just been failed a whole bunch. I mean, we that's, know Kearney was around for the bicentennial. I know that's what I'm saying. He hangs out with Kearney, and Kearney has a kid. <laughs> Canonically, this is a very interesting discussion. It doesn't matter anyway. But that's like that's what this episode's like. Oh yeah, what if Laura Powers just made out with Bart and was pregnant? You like, oh, oh, gross. I wanted to point out that IGN gave this a seven point two out of ten. They are out of their flipping minds. Uh huh. Then I don't think they watched this episode. I think they just this they just made it up so they didn't have to watch it. That is my guess. Um, no, it's it's terrible. We can't fix this. Bomb it. Or uh, you might yeah, say, or, or shoot it, no shoot it out of a cannon, perhaps. We'll get to that later. Um, we can move on, get us away from uh, from that at least uh, to our next segment. It's time for comments of this group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Constantly, this group is where I ask our supporters on Patreon if they like uh, if they like the episodes. They almost universally don't, but what they think about those episodes. I'll leave a short review. Um, and I read them on air. Um, first from Charles. I'm going to talk about both Bart, Darcy and Shauna together as this and the Beware My Cheating Bart are pretty much the same plot. Bart is a 10-year-old boy, 10-year-old boy who grew who he grew up with who clearly wasn't ready for marriage is sexually abused by two teenagers. And neither one faces any punishment for it. In fact, in both cases, Bart is one presented as in the wrong. When we see Darcy again in the Moonshine River, she tells Bart to drop dead and tries to slam the door in his face. So yes, he was supposed to have married her. Funny thing is they gave themselves an out, but instead of taking it, they used to punch down on Bart, making clear this girl knew Bart did not understand what was going on. Instead of going to jail, like she should, or uh, for taking advantage of him, she gets off scot-free. Even the baby ends up being raised by her mother. Like Sean, she ends up being considered the true victim. Let's talk about the Lisa plot, which while bad isn't as infuriatingly disgusting. It's less that, less that it saves it and more that it angered and confused me so much that I stopped caring. The plot was so lazy. Why did Marge and Homer go along with it? Why did Lisa choose a Japanese name from a common appliance? Doesn't Marge have French heritage? Why did Lisa need Homer to tell her? Which is why just there to give her an out for what she did. She was researching a heritage that, that hard. It was just messy. It didn't make for any good material. Even the reveal that no one was Native American was just lazy and crass. Did enjoy the scene in the car where Bart flat out shut Lisa down saying they weren't doing that. Other than this episode just left a bad taste in my mouth. Question of the week recommendation. What is your favorite, least favorite Law & Order SVU episode? I see what you. I get. Oh it. man, I've I've never seen SVU. I oh well, I get 
it's a it's the that's a joke about SVU is because the because of the sexual violence. Uh, oh, I get I, yeah, I get yeah, you it. get it. Yeah, I get jokes. I've seen only a few SVU episodes. I don't really. Lo- I'm not. A, I'm not a, law, a big Law and Order fan, even though Law and Order is perfectly fine procedural. Uh, from JJ, I don't know what this was, but it wasn't The Simpsons. The A plot starts with cartoon nonsense that wanders aimlessly until arriving at the plot at 12 minutes in. Not only is the idea of Bart dating a pregnant 15 year old disturbing, it's insanely rushed and underdeveloped. There is a minute and 40 seconds between Bart meeting Garcia and her asking him to marry her. I almost got whiplash from the breakneck pace of this plot. Meanwhile, the B plot is so offensive and obviously out of character for Lisa. The writers owe Native Americans, Yardley Smith, and Lisa Simpson fans everywhere an apology. Darcy is the worst and kept slapping Bart. We didn't even mention that. Like, just casually violent. Also not cool, guys. Uh, Native Americans shoot Homer in the head with a flaming arrow. Homer calls women who get pregnant before marriage tramps. Every second of this episode is gross. There's no structure, no cohesion, no theme. Everyone is unlikable, and both plots are off-putting. It feels on every level. They put no care or thought into it. How did this crap get on the air? How did this get out the door? How was this not vetoed the moment someone in the writer's room suggested either of these plots? They couldn't even get the title right. Why is he named after what is clearly the B-plot? The whole thing was like a bad acid trip. This belongs right near the bottom. It is strong Kill the Alligator Run and Simpson Safari vibes, so I think it would be in good company. Well, don't you worry, JJ. Uh, from from Tim, I'm trying to envision how this episode came together. Some rookie writer thought and pitched the idea that Lisa should fake being a Native American in order to gain accolades, but would learn valuable lessons through his through this deception. The room generally agreed and was about to start developing a full 22-minute plot when a more veteran writer came in two hours late and said, Dudes, Bart should totally date another girl. And then the third writer, also very late, said, "When are we about to go? To, when are we going to do that 1871 Chicago Fire parody? It would be hilarious." <sighs> which, which, yes, there is that. There is a prominent uh, in that early action sequence. A cow kicks over the fire, which I assume is an allusion to, to be the, fair. To be fair, the cow kicks over a bucket of milk, putting out the first fire that Cletus then restarts. That is that. Let me ask the question: Matt, Did that make you laugh? Not in the least little bit. Okay. Uh, continuing, Tim, as a result, this is a gigantic mess on many different levels. I did laugh when the older lady clerk made sure nobody was looking before whispering Utah. Projection rate 338. Uh, from Derek, does this episode require a review? I think it's an Al Jean helmed episode in season 18, wherein Bart elopes with a 15-year-old pregnant girl. Pretty much tells you everything you need to know about the quality of this episode. This is the pits. The plot is fundamentally broken. Nothing makes sense. Bart is dead by this point, by the way. This is zombie Bart. I've always felt that zombie Simpsons really begins from season 20 onwards, but Bart's character is already lost by that point. I don't know who this character is in season 18, but it ain't Bart. Just looking back to Bart's girlfriend, nearly Bart gets a celebrity love interest episode, and it's unbelievably depressing how far the show has fallen. The disparity in quality between that episode and this one is chasmal. I I don't know. Is, is chasmal? I like... Derek, you are... You're just... Bring in good words. I'm going to say Caswell's getting added in my diction. I like my vocabulary. Caswell's great. I'll look forward to Robbie's next book. Yeah, absolutely. Caswell's, that's evocative. The fan. Why anyone involved in the production of this mess thought it was a good idea is baffling. It really is a disaster on every conceivable level. Uh, from Benjamin. This is just awful. What is this even about? Bart gets a license? Bart forced to marry a pregnant teen? Lisa's cultural appropriation? Why was everyone in the episode just okay with everything at the end of this one? Just a sloppy, offensive, poorly executed episode all around. Somehow had all this was going on and still was boring. My high point was the fire crossing the river. My low point was everything else. Um, From Mark. 
Uh, this episode is just a waste of is such a waste of Natalie Portman's talent. There's two episodes of season 18 that I really like. This isn't one of them, and I don't think I even need to explain why. Yeah, it's the episodes of Marge Gamer in 24. Um, from Lauren, I'll, I'll do my best crusty. What the hell was that? Uh, I feel like I blinked and I ended up in a, a different episode. How did we go from Lisa falsely claiming to be Native American to Bart driving and starting a relationship with a 15-year-old? Native American plot could have actually been interesting if done correctly, but man, am I asking too much there. The relationship between Bart, Darcy and Bart is gross, especially with her being pregnant. I just, what? What? I'm bored and disgusted. How is that a thing? My shock value would be a seven since I'm putting more thought into this than the writers did with the whole episode. And finally, Matt, we have an appearance from Mr. Simpson's writer himself. When me and the other Mr. Simpson's writers were 10-year-old boys, we always wished pregnant 15-year-old girls would run away with us to get married and always made us sad. Luckily, we have characters who can live out these dreams for us. Also, isn't Hitachi as a fake tribe name hilarious? We were on fire that day in the writer's room. <laughs> oh, boy. I really don't want it to be, oh, they they thought it was... If you were a 10-year-old boy, dating a 15-year-old girl would be awesome Like to be the reason they wrote it into the episode. I really don't want that to be true. I also hope not. Because that's very not awesome. <sighs> okay. Thanks, everyone, for leaving reviews. And thank you especially this week in what is what a tremendously bad episode. Uh, you, It is it truly... You are... We had like I I I played uh played football in high school and uh our team because we had so few at a certain point in the season like near the end of the season we had so few healthy people on the team between injuries and people <laughs> quitting the team <laughs> we had a lot of every single person on the team had to play both ways had to play both offense and defense. Hate to break. I, if this is not a big surprise, probably anyone listening who's familiar with football, we were very bad and we lost every game. Um, but our coach made us shirts that said "Iron Men" because you we I that's the best my cardio has ever been in my entire life. I'll say that <laughs> I was never in better shape than that one season I played football, um, both ways all the time. Uh, but that's who all these all you guys watching these episodes especially this one leaving reviews you are iron iron men or iron women or iron persons um because it, uh, oh boy it's like running a marathon i think i've made that analogy before and i think i've related like this is the part where my toes fall my toenails fall off oh yep that sounds about right yep um or that's... Where you your pants <laughs> or both <laughs> to be fair both um that's it for that, you can uh, go to pay our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Simpsons Show, uh, support at any level, and you can leave reviews for these really bad episodes. And I'll read you, read you your, bad, your, your opinions on these bad episodes. Not bad opinions, because you guys are actually really smart and well-spoken. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what novel should The Simpsons parody? Lots of great answers. Matt, take it away. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tough one. All right. Uh, we're going to start off with Timothy. Uh, he's going with Catch-22 with a number of offbeat characters in the novel. There will be tons of opportunities to work Springfieldianites into the roles. Ooh, good point. Uh, from Alex, the Dan Brown books, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, etc. I don't recall they've done it yet. I want to say there was an episode where they had 
Tom Hanks as the main character in that, but I could be wrong. Um, from Tim, I realize the movie was made on this book by George Orwell, but given recent events, a 1984 episode could be made and made well. I'm only afraid it'd be too spot on. Yeah, I don't trust him to make anything like that anymore. Maybe in the golden years. Maybe. It'd be a good Trials of Horror segment, though, probably. Uh, from Lauren, I think it would be difficult, but Stormfront would be interesting. It's the first book in the Dresden series, and Harry Dresden is an intelligent, sarcastic, and witty private investigator who is also a wizard. Although not one of my favorite characters, I think Mo would make an interesting Dresden. Oh, man, Lauren. I was kind of with you until we get to the last bit with Mo, and I'm like, yes, that is exactly who I want to see uh, as Harry Dresden, for sure. Wow. Mo is Harry uh, Dresden? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a just irascible, hateful old man. That sounds like <laughs> Harry. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh, from uh, Brandon, Oliver Twist, with Lisa in the title role and Bart as the artful Dodger. Uh, I mean, hey, they made an entire South Park episode out of... Um, uh, oh, Robbie, what? Who, which which Dickens book was that? Do you want me? Great expectations. I, I don't. South Park. Okay. What? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Matt, I'd go with Hatchet by Gary Paulson. Maybe Bart could get stranded in Canada on a bad flight whilst trying to see an itchy and scratchy premiere. He would have to find food and build a shelter. Meanwhile, the Raj would come up with a bad B plot. This already sounds like a bad episode. It really does. Congratulations, <laughs> Matt. Are you sure you're not Mr. Simpson's writer? Hmm. Uh, from Derek. Maybe Albert Camus, the stranger. Nobody really cares that Marcel had killed someone, uh, has killed someone, but rather he's on trial basically because he doesn't act how society expects him to. You could have a character in The Simpsons make a social faux pas that gets blown way out of proportion, bringing back that Springfield mob mentality and bring the series back to its satirical roots. It could be very Seinfeldian with Homer doing something stupidly minor akin to George's double dipping a chip that eventually makes its way to a courtroom scenario. I don't know. Someone much more clever than me can work it out. Just please ignore bloody trilogy episodes. I beg thee. I mean, they really like the, the I, trilogy episodes. There, that's less work for them. I was gonna say, it's, I have some bad news for you, buddy. They, oh, they're yeah. not; they're never going away. They, we're, you'll be lucky if they just do all trilogy episodes every episode. I mean, <laughs> and instead of having a thirty-minute uh, trilogy episode, they just do one of those every week. Yep, exactly. Wouldn't be bad, actually. All right, from Andy, I'll go with my side of the mountain. One of my favorite books growing up: Have Adventures, Bart, Run Off, and Live in the Wilderness and Survive on His Own maybe if they could write Bart halfway decently, we can try that. Uh, from Charles, bring back Stretch Dude and Clobber Girl and do an X-Heroes or Wild Cards parody. Oh, interesting. Okay. Good old Stretch Dude and Clobber Girl. I forget. That was that was Trials of Horror, right? The Lucy Liu one? Yep. Not Lucy Liu. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Lucy Lawless. Lucy, okay. Not Lucy Liu. All right. All right. Uh, from At Your Apocalypse, Lord of the Rings, properly. Oh, interesting. Three whole episodes. One is each uh, uh, book. I can see that. Uh, from At Brian J. Field, uh, I could see Springfield faltering and the Simpsons leaving a la Grapes of Wrath, but that might be too much of a downer. But a version of Brave New World could also fly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, the great. you know what? Grapes of Wrath is just too much of a downer. Let's do Brave New World instead. That's way more optimistic. That's way happier. Okay. Uh, from at Hippie 200, pretty much any Agatha Christie novel. I would love to see Homer as Hercule Poirot or Marge as Miss Marple, and Bart would finally get the chance to be the best chimney sweeper in all of Westminster. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'd get Lisa as Hercule, but sure, sure, why not? Uh, from at Tyler TMC, I have no mouth and I must scream. <sighs> that is short enough they could do a decent job, but I just don't trust them anymore. And finally, from at Tyler Cookie 1, I think they could do a good job with Gone Girl. Maybe we're led to believe that Manjula never got over Apu's affair with Squishy Girl and she disappears and he's blamed. And so it turns out she was gone doing something to show that she's finally forgiven him interesting i can see that working except we can't have apu in any episodes anymore so it'll have to be somebody else they they, well they've 
I'm hopeful that we get a poo again. They mentioned that they might be bringing him back. They're still talking about it. I don't know how. Like they've changed the voice actor for um, Carl Dr. Hibbert, for Doctor Hibbert. Guys, there's plenty of Indian voice actors. <laughs> there's plenty of them. It's not hard. Just go grab one. I mean, there is, but that would require them to made a mistake rather than just quietly uh, brushing it under the rug. I like probably. What is your answer? There's areas of gray, guys. You're allowed to like say, "Oh, yeah, we didn't realize it at the time, but now we can change, and it's okay." But you can. You Robbie, don't have one of the the quickest ways getting kicked out of Hollywood is ever admitting you made a mistake. You're not allowed to ever make mistakes. <laughs> it's as long okay. As you don't admit that you made a mistake. I don't. You don't have to get kicked out. All you have to do is say, "I'm sorry." Let's move on, and I would be fine. That you don't have to. It. it it's not like I'm. Okay. My answer, Matt. Um, it's a tough question. Uh, I I like a lot of books. And if you knew that about me, I I did know that actually. Um, and a lot, uh, of course, obviously, I like a lot of horror books because I, I write horror novels myself. But and I don't. But I don't want to choose a horror book because Chess of Horror exists. And we already do a lot of horror parodies, very in science fiction and fantasy parodies, quite easily. Um, I'm going to do a very selfish choice, very on my part. I don't, I don't have no idea if The Simpsons will be able to do it at all because it's a very, it's, but the Gateway, not the very first, the Gateway book, Gateway by Frederick Paul, it's my favorite science fiction novel, one of my favorite novels of all time. If you haven't read it, go check it out, go find it. The whole Gateway series is great, but honestly, that first book is basically perfect science fiction to me. Um, it's 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 dirty and real and lived in and perfect. Um, I have no idea how they would the Simpsons would make it. I don't care. Uh, Matt, what's your answer? It's actually really tough. Um, and I'm gonna say something, and you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I kind of want to see them make a parody of the first Dark Tower novel, The Gunslinger. Uh, I can just see Homer uh, trailing a, somebody who has wronged him across the desert, meeting Bart, getting Bart killed. Uh, a spoiler for the, you know, 40 year old book at this point. Uh, and, and just, you know, uh, there aren't a lot of women along the way, but, you know, there's a whole town in the middle that he meets and kind of screws up. And that could basically be Springfield. Uh, and we'll say the bad guy is um, who's Randall? Sorry, the man was, in black. I was going to say, who's who's Randall Flagg? Who's the man in black? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we could go with Burns. Uh, it could be Flanders. You know what? Honestly, it's just Flanders. That's I that. You know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. Flanders is the man in black. It's it. great. It's a there really nice. It's a really nice uh, subversion, and uh, and it's also honestly the fact that Flanders has played the devil before. I think it works. That overly polite. And to be fair, the man in black, Randall Flag, is generally like genteel. Like he is very like formal. So Flanders works. I think it could also there be it here. Here's the other thing, Matt. Here's the other only other answer I would accept: Sideshow Bob. Oh man, but then Bart has to be the you know, uh, Roland then. Yeah, that, and see that doesn't work. So I think Flanders is better. I think ultimately it's a better shape. I mean, to be fair, you could have Bart as the man in, uh, as a uh, not the man, but as uh, as Roland, and then you could have him toss Millhouse off of uh, <laughs> the crane thing. Kills Millhouse, of course. Millhouse is not as important as what Bart has to do. Otherwise, he comes back. He's fine. Exactly. He comes back and there's a whole memory merging crap. And, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We need to get back to that series. Yeah, Matt. You know what? You know what? You know what takes a lot of time? What's that? Writing and publishing books all by yourself. That's true. It takes a lot of a lot of friggin time uh, and it's tiring. And you I oh, OK. Uh, next week's question, guys. What is your favorite Natalie Portman movie? Ooh, that is going to be a tough the, the one. The Simpsons oh, did her dirty with this. They gave her a terrible role. But 
she's had tons of t- been tons of great movies also some terrible ones <laughs> star wars but what's your favorite i'll post this question on all social media twitter at simpson show pod you can email us at simpson show pod at gmail.com and i post a question on our patreon patreon.com slash the simpson show all right matt it's time once again for the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the No Google Trivia Challenge. The Spar Show where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has like a 400-point lead on me, I think. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's not 400. It's eight points, but it might as well be 400. Um, Ready for an easy question, Matt? I am ready, sir. In Little Girl in the Big Ten, Lisa attends what? Uh, she attends college. That is correct. All right. Uh, your first question, uh, all of your questions today are from, excuse me while I miss the sky, because I really like your pain. Um, what science does Lisa get into in, excuse me while I miss the sky? Uh, astronomy. You are correct. It's, I uh, don't foresee getting any more, any more of these questions. Correct. Your meaning question, Matt, Lisa goes to a poetry reading by who? Uh, former poet laureate Robert Pinsky. Why? Okay, here, bonus question. Huh? Where is that poetry reading take place? Oh, man, you would ask this. Oh, we actually talked about this in the episode. I swear, I have no idea what it's named. It is at Cafe Kafka. That's right. Oh. Which is a, that's a pretty good name for a, for a coffee shop. To it, is, for, it is. For a, a hoodie, a, a hoodie, a uh college. It's, 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 as, it's as good as Cafe Nervosa in Fraser. I mean, come on. All right. Your medium question. What does Bart steal from Fat Tony to prove that he's cool? Uh, uh, hood ornament. Oh, my God. Robbie. Yeah. I'm so impressed. <laughs> I got points. You got a medium question right. I got him right. I did it. I'm good. I'm smart boy. All right. The hard, your hard question, Matt. Cafe Kafka also now sells what? Now, um, Boldly displayed on a sign. sense of self-satisfaction. That's not bad, honestly, just for a spontaneous <laughs> gag idea. No, they now sell Hegel's bagels. Of course. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, your hard question. What is the name of the documentary about Krusty Burger that Declan Desmond sc- uh, sc- uh, screens in Excuse Me While I Miss the Sky? I know it's loosely based on that McDonald's um, Morgan Spurlock, right? Um Super size me. What would they make? What's a punny thing they could do with that? Um, got nothing. It is. Do you want lies with that? That's not bad. Get it? Like fries? You yeah, know? I get it. Like that. Here, Matt. That when we watched the episode, we were like, "Oh, this episode's kind of, eh. you know." We thought uh, we didn't think much of the episode when we first watched it. That episode is like fine art compared to this oh compared to this it is it is golden as it's platinum years practically compared to this we'll watch today yeah and that's not even and that episode's not that good but it's way it's so much better um well we tied today man okay so i kept pace with you but that's not gonna cut cut it um Mm -hmm. in the long run i need to make up ground i need at least i need to get like two or three points on you at least for a couple episodes in a row just to get close need to get close before we get to the last couple upsets because if i'm down by six points the last couple there's no way i cannot keep up i can't do it i'm just too stupid i can't help it that i'm dumb. i'm dumb matt it's okay robbie we'll get past it we'll work through it okay um that's it for trivia 
we can move on to our final segment. The segment we every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. All right, Robbie, I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm looking at Goo Goo Guy Pan. That was one of our incredibly offensive ones. Yep. Um, it's real bad. It's real bad. Uh, I mean, the last Native American offensive one we had, I think, was Dude, Where's My Ranch? But that at least had a through plot that almost sort of kind of made sense. This is just blatantly offensive and stupid and offends practically everyone in one wide sweep. Yeah, this is going, I believe this is worse than Goo Goo Guy Pan, man. Yeah, I, 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 that's I, I where think, I'm at. I okay, just wanted to. Okay, it's, it's worse than Google Guy Pan. Um, Google Guy Pan, despite all the mistakes it makes, it has a, a moment. Uh, it has some moments of emotion, you know, that that don't make it a good episode. Don't even make it a decent episode. Don't even make it a half a half bad episode. It makes it it's still terrible, but it brings it up from the very bottom of this list. And it certainly is the only thing that separates it from Little Big Girl. Um, Missionary Impossible, Kill the Alligator and Run, Simpson Safari, all Scully episodes. Um, they tick a lot of the boxes as Little Big Girl does. Full of nonsense, full of uh, offensive, problematic stuff. I don't know... Maybe it's just because I just watched this episode. I haven't watched those episodes since we did them. It feels like this episode is denser with all the offensive, terrible things. Like, it feels like it's more of them than any of those episodes have. It feels like it's more overt. Like, in Missionary Impossible and Simpsons Safari in particular, like, obviously, like, oh, it's just like, oh, a vague Pacific Island country um, and and Africa writ large is simpson safari none of this is just hitting us over the head with the cultural appropriation stuff over and over and over again and it ends in such a terrible way and then on top of that it just has this disgusting stuff with this teenage girl and bart and they're making out and she's pregnant like what is going on they want to get like it feels like this is worse it feels like it's just it's like they've gotten better at making bad episodes i don't know how I think it's below those. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's just bad in every possible way. Okay, so the heavy hitter is the very bottom of this list, Matt. Strong Arms of the Maw and Codependence Day. Okay. I don't think this is as bad as Strong Arms of the Maw. I don't think it is either. That one just hurt me, honestly. That is, like, this stuff here, like that, you know, Strong Arms of the Maw is Marge raping Homer as a casual thrown aside joke in codependence day, basically the whole premise of the episode is Homer framing Marge for DUI. And they are so reprehensible that it would require a lot to unseat them from the bottom of this list. And, and I, and I'm, and that is not excuse little big girl for all the terrible things inside of it, but I don't think we'll ever see I do not know about every single Simpsons episode from here to the to the current day to the present day. I can't imagine any episodes that out disgust me with those two. Like where a broid rage, broid rage Marge rapes Homer. 
Like li- like that feels like a bad joke, but it is literally something that happens in Strong Arms of the Mall. And that's not even the worst thing on this list. But I it's, I think it's just above those. I'm right there with you. I mean, it just it, it hurts that they've done this to these characters. And I just I don't want to think that they did. But God, how is it worse than Simpsons Safari, Robbie? Huh? I mean, Simpsons Safari. I feel. I, I feel like Simpsons Safari is so cartoonish that it, it and it feels naive. It feels very like. It feels like obviously it does not excuse the episode, but Simpsons Safari, and I think this applies to a lot of Scullier episodes, where Scully the Scullier's episodes were so madcap and so cartoonish, so over the top that it it feels less egregious. It doesn't, they don't feel serious. They, they dropped all pretense of being a show about serious things about real people. Um, the Al Geniers picked it back up. They like, they felt like they want to do both. They want to have that cartoonish nonsense, but they also want to tell real stories with real people. And you cannot. And I think that is the one bonus thing that at least the Scully years, you can say, um, is Scully years didn't they dropped it all together? They're like we're not doing any of that. This is just nonsense. And I think when you do Simpson Safari, it is racist. I don't. That's not. I don't think it's controversial to say about Simpson Safari, but I feel like it is naive. It does like when you say like when we say Matt like we were talking about earlier like oh being generous what they intended they didn't tend to be offensive. I don't know if I believe it with Little Big Girl. Simpsons Safari, I believe it. I truly do believe that they didn't intend to be racist. They're just dumb. <laughs> that is true. Yep. I think that's the difference. That's the difference. That's all there is. Like, I don't I don't think it's like, and again, I do want to say, I'm never going to watch Simpsons Safari again, unless I absolutely have to. I'm never going to watch it again. It's terrible. It, they, all these episodes on the bottom are so bad. They're Like I said earlier, these are not bad Simpsons episodes. Or not just bad Simpsons episodes. Yeah. These are bad television all time bad television and it's i and i think that's the thing where it is it's like inexplicable to me that the simpsons recovered from this and continued i don't know about recovered continued i guess is the answer how like they kept going and just are still going and still i don't know appreciated i think largely a lot of people just never watch these episodes and don't understand how bad they got Oh boy, it's over now, Matt. It's over now. Well, we don't ever have to watch this again. Thank God. We never have to watch it again. That is number three sixty-six on our list. Three from the bottom: Codependence Day and Strong Arms of the Mall. Only ones below it. Homer's Enemy is still right, is still number one on this list and still number one in my heart. Um, though, but Matt, we we are done with this episode. We have one more thing we have to do. One more question we have to answer. That question is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? Yes. Very obviously, yes. Fire the cannon. No, there's no ironic, no ironic yeses of this. There's no reason to keep this. It's terrible. It is incredibly awful. Let's instead talk about... A good episode? The next one down in our original list. Ah, Trilogy... Trilogy of Error. Trilogy of Error, Matt, is a great episode. It and it looks like again. It, it looks like Shakespeare when compared to this episode. Like it, it feels. It doesn't feel possible that these two episodes exist in the same show. Uh, Trilogy of Air is like well crafted, and it does that Rashomon storytelling very well. Um, intricate, 
even. Which is crazy that it happened in season 12. But it feels like, you know, like meticulous. That, you know, you take all those stories and you piece them together and it, they all make sense and they all work. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It has a lot of that fun energy that that does make, that pops up in the best of the Scullier episodes. So, of course, we keep it. I don't, I don't, I don't like the fact that, man, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to hear that we're going to try and shoot this out of the cannon. I know what you're thinking. Robbie, Robbie, if you dare touch this episode and the cannon at the same time, I will harm you in a, so many ways. I mean, I can't, I don't know if there's anything left, man, after, after this week's episode. Um, <laughs> also, I've been playing Sea of Thieves lately, so I've been firing lots of cannons. It's fun. I picture every time I fire a cannon on Sea of Thieves, I picture a bad episode flying out of it and hitting a pirate ship. Oh, that's the worst payload. Imagine you're like on a ship in the high seas and you get hit with this episode. Your your whole ship would explode spontaneously. It would. Just <laughs> immediately just disappear into splinters. Um, that's Trilogy of Errors. Yes, of course, it's part of the canon. It's a great episode. Um, we love it. Good wish we'd done that episode. Versus this one. Now, I know what you're asking, Matt. I know what you're thinking. What is our next episode? I know what you're thinking, what our next episode is. And our next episode next week is Springfield Up. Which is oh yes, based on the Seven Up series. Yep, Return of Declan Desmond, based on the Seven Up series, the Up series, uh, as it followed uh, fourteen British children throughout their basically their entire lives, every returning every seven years. Um, which same principle. I hope that this is better than the Little Big Girl. I don't know how it could be worse. I don't think it is worse. I, I think it's, I recall it being kind of dumb, but in a sweet way. So, hey. Maybe, I mean, I'll take that, but I'll take it, please. Anything. I'm I'm not picky at this point. Um, That's next time. You can find this list on our website. It's simpsonsshow.com. It has all the things we have, all the things we do online. It has links to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, and a link to our Patreon. Again, you can help us out, help support the show, get a bunch of bonus bonus stuff along the way for supporting us there we really appreciate everyone who does uh, you can find me online at Rob, robbie dorman hey that's my name it's on tw- that t- twitter it's robbie dorman website is robbiedorman.com my website has links to all the things i do online my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels uh, my newest one is called death rattle uh it is a, a, my vampire story about terrible capitalist vampires trying to take over a small town uh, in texas and a, a local uh hard-nosed uh clint eastwood type saying no get out of my town vampires it's walking tall meets the lost boys uh it's it's a great book you should go buy it i'll have a pre-order for my next book out very soon as soon as all these companies process my files it seems like it takes forever very annoying matt does not participate in social media you will not find him that's true i spend all of my time when i'm not recording immediately playing with kittens i know it's a difficult life and all of you are very, very sorry for me, but it's something that I feel strongly about. Well, if you'd like to see these adorable kittens, you can check them out on Kitten Turns, K-A-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure all of you are following by now, but if you haven't seen them in their little ties, you will melt a little bit. So, you know, just be aware. Have some towels nearby. They are very cute. I cannot lie. They are, in fact, the cutiest, in case you were wondering. Wow. So it's that's K-I-T-T-I... What was it, Matt? Say that one more time for the folks. K-I-T-T... I-N-T-E-R-N-S. Kitten Turns. It's on Instagram. You should follow him. That's a good follow. Um, That's it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode.
Except that don't watch don't watch this one. Please don't watch this don't one. Don't watch this one. Back at you, please. Shh.